How you doing, everyone? Welcome back to another wonderful time here on the Cryptum. You know who it is. It's your master of ceremonies, your rocketeer of righteousness, and everything in between. That crazy ODST that has a really bad addiction with heavy weapons. And tanks. Let's not forget tanks. Yes. Anyways, what's up, everyone? It's me, your host, MH Cosplay, or Mike. Hope it's not been too long for you. Been kind of a heckish couple weeks here in the house for me. Working on commission builds, getting everything around, rebuilding a printer. It's just been chaos, and I'm sorry I've taken so long. So, we're not going to waste any more time with my excuses. We're just going to say, how you been? How you doing? Sit on around. Let's talk some Halo. So starting off, we're going to go right into the news, and it's a whole bucket full of news. It's a lot. Like, damn. It's more Megaton than Megaton. Fallout reference. Get it? Anyways. So, right now, we're going to go into it. Starting back in September, we had the second flight. Come on come on in. You know, we had two weekends worth of it. Starting off with your 4v4, bot slayer, bot training, all that stuff. And we had more weapon drills. A lot of fun, a lot of cool things to see, and some adjustments made to weapons like the S7 Sniper and the Skewer and some other ones that have a little bit of scoping issues. I did submit a ticket against the Sniper and need a little bit more tweaking. But overall, they did make improvements just from that one to now. It was great. So, and then obviously in the second weekend, we had BTB, Intense. Everything was set on a schedule for BTB though, so you had Windows you get to play, but it's alright. It was a lot of fun. It was cool taking on the bots. And the bots actually, I thought the Spartan bots got a little bit more of an increase. They were a little bit more lethal at range. They picked me off before I even got my head above, you know, a walkway. <laughs> Let's say. I can't even think of the word. Good times, though. Cannon fodder dropped on September 29th. Uh, that was in lead towards Season 8, which is out on MCC. So make sure you go in there and if you want any of that uh, mythic-looking stuff. Go right ahead. Personally, I don't like any of it. It looks bland and boring and just, it doesn't feel Halo-ish to me. It just feels they made it and slapped it in there. Even the Thor stuff, like, I mean, granted, having a, a actual Mjolnir on a Mjolnir armor is pretty badass. But I'm just saying, it, it's kind of, eh. Obviously, if you were in the flight for Season 8, you know Flood Firefight did not make it onto the cutting room floor. So we're just going to have to wait a little bit longer to get that. Uh, a lot of HCS news dropped. Um, starting actually, I think it's, I think they said actually, uh, the week after Infinite. So we're probably looking at like December 12th. They're going to start the HCS tournament up to $250,000 for the grand prize. Kudos to the team that gets it. I'm looking forward to it. In addition, and now that's going to lead into another topic, and that might actually be an episode on its own. I'm still debating working out the kinks a little bit. Uh, we had a news article on the evolution of Waypoint. That's between the mobile app, which is now out and available for everyone to download, and also the website to come when Infinite launches. Looking very forward to seeing this. It's going to be a great time, I think. And it's a well-needed change, because honestly, Waypoint sucks. <laughs> we need something better, because that's just boring. Uh, the PC reveal, which was completely lackluster, was out, and uh, that, that it was pretty boring. Sucked. 
honestly. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that. Yeah, this just is bit. It was a vid doc that had no doc. Yeah, that's a thing. And came out today, the campaign reveal. The single-player campaign reveal came out today, and it was phenomenal, action-packed, full of cool stuff to see. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you go over to youtube.com backslash halo. Check that out, and you two are going to get on the hype train. Now, giving out the shout-outs to the Halo community. Uh, That's something I do, and if you want to make sure you make your way onto it, do something Halo. Put something out there. If I catch it, I'll make sure. Or if you want to just go ahead and show me, feel free to message me in any of my social media platforms, and I'll be gladly... Well, I will be gladly, yeah. I will be glad to give you that shout-out here on the episode. So starting off, Studley Avocado, a.k.a. if you're in the 405th, Angus... Posted up some progress of his armor near final paint and assembly. Looking very forward to it. It looks gorgeous. His orange and green really pops. The weathering is phenomenal. Everything in between stands out like it should. Way to go, Angus. Proud of you, buddy. Uh, also, congratulations to some of the 405th regiments and members going through a couple cons without coming out with any covid Good job with that one. Proud of you guys for that. Especially my regiment, Colonial. Rocking the Sci-Fi Valley Comic Con in Altoona, PA. That was great. I love seeing the pictures. I wish I could have gone, but I still don't want to take a risk. Call me a coward, but I don't care. Uh, another 405th member. Uh reason I'm doing this one is uh, they deserve this. They have uh, a lot of issues and ailments that causes them to take lots of breaks and slow down. Case Spoon of the Southern Regiment... She's been working very hard on her female Spartan, and she's actually using the female Spartan armor, not using the male like I use for my customers. So she's done a lot of work. She's finally got the cod piece done. She's doing some touch-ups. You know, we're all happy to see it. I'm proud of her for working really hard for that, um, and especially seeing that someone has a physical ailment that stops them from pushing as hard as someone like me or you or most cosplayers out there. Uh, so kudos Victor Pictures used to be one of my guys now he's Southern Regiment traitor no I'm joking I'm just joshing around um he's actually freehanding the skewer out of foam so uh, I think I saw a progress picture today he's laying in the PVC inlays uh that helps make the prop more sturdy for anyone that's like why are you putting PVC inside foam you can't just stack it you can but you kind of want to lay something in there to keep it pretty rigid or it's going to droop and swing and Gets kind of funky. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Also, I want to give a shout out to a couple of Halo streamers. Uh, so, Jork Manganer. Jork Manganer. <laughs> I just call him Jork. But he is about to hit affiliate status on Twitch. Congratulations for that. Uh, that's a big step, especially in the Halo community, getting started out right now. It's a prime time to start. Speaking of prime. Prime 8684, one of my personal friends, a guy I hang out with on Friday Night Halo with him and his community he started. He is actually, I think, hit or hitting 100 followers and going above. Props and kudos to you, man. Good job. Keep up the hard work. You know, he actually gets on. Uh, he should be on right now. Oh, no, he's on tonight doing Fortnite with his daughter, his seven-year-old daughter, Paige, uh, the little pyro. So make sure you go check them out, and that's twitch.tv backslash 
uh, Prime 8684, and you can actually join them, uh, us even, on Friday nights, or join them in Fortnite, as long as you follow them. Also, a uh, shout out to The Legendary 117, Shirt Productions, uh, I always say Tylenol, but it's not a Tinel or something like that. Uh, and Tinel actually hit the max rank in MCC, and he's going for the max XP, which is 1.2 billion experience. That is intense. Um, so make sure you check all them out. Great people, great folks, and they are a riot to uh, join in on Twitch, even play with. I know Legendary takes on followers. I believe Sherp takes on his followers in, too, from the community. So we just we get in there, we play some Halo with you know each other. So be sure to check that out. Um, finally, a special shout-out for uh, these two lovely folks from the U.K., uh, they are part of the Team Legendary crew, uh, the British Admiral, who's also streaming, and Admiral Rose. Um, they are obviously a couple, and they just found out today they're going to have twins. So, congratulations. Godspeed. <laughs> I have four daughters. Help me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I love my kids, but I remember even with an age gap of 20 months, it gets a little bit stressful, and they're the same age, so... All the best, all the wishes, and everything we can provide from the Halo community to you two folks out there. So, uh, that's going to wrap up our shoutouts for the community. Again, if you want to be shouted out, make sure you let me know on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever. Send your stuff to me. I love seeing Halo stuff, even Halo art. And I'll make sure I either retweet it, share it on my story, or share it on the Facebook page. Alright, feel free. Always. The door is always there for any one of you. So we're going to kick that off now. Close out all that. Let's kick it into the show. We're going to talk about the road to launch. This road that we've had for 20 years. Building us up into Halo Infinite. So that's going to be a big thing for us here. So what's what's it been like? You know, actually, I grew up as a teenager through a lot of Halo Infinite. Uh, 2001, obviously... In November, um, shortly after 9-11. I, I, that's probably why Halo scapegoated to me, because my family, my father, namely, was very political. So he was watching everything to do with 9-11. Um, so I was more focused on that stuff. And I didn't know about Halo CE till 2003. I finally heard of it, and I, whatever, never played it. I was playing my third-person shooters and real-time strategy games and all my PlayStation stuff, and... Yeah, that's right. I converted from PlayStation Xbox. Fight me. <laughs> so, I never knew anything about that. That's what it's like growing up throughout the ages with it. When you didn't know what CE was, it's kind of weird. I mean, I started out in Halo 2, and then I found out about Halo 2 through LAN parties. Um, going over for like a birthday thing when you're kids, you know. And you find out, hey, you know, I got Halo 2 on the Xbox. Well, what the heck is Halo. Get thrown into it. I am shooting everything that moves. I panic, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I got hooked, you know. And then I traded in all my consoles, all my games, got an Xbox, got Halo CE and Halo 2, and went from there. I mean, really, the LAN parties were the biggest thing back in 2005 for me. I was doing those junior year and his senior year, uh, even after. I mean, th those, were, those were the thing. And by that time, um, I, I knew we were getting better internet than, you know, dial up, you know, 
We got broadband internet for the first time with Xbox Live being the big thing out there, and it was cool thinking about it. You know, you're playing games with people around the world. That was definitely an exciting time for me. Uh, or even just the Halo community in general. Uh, very exciting for us, a lot of us. So that being said, I mean, you're, you're looking at this. You know, you don't have... People playing CE from 2001... You had LAN parties going on all the time. You know, the pistol whipping, the, the whatever, the warthog smacking, just bumping it, and you're dead. You know, it's crazy. Uh, and then, you know, E3 2006 comes rolling around, and we have that Halo 3 reveal trailer. The big, ooh, moment. You know, the iconic piano, the ding, ding, You know, everything to do with that. And I remember Halo 3 was my first launch game. So, the hype for Halo 3 alone was massive. It was everywhere. You know, you put the Chief in the soda. Um, <laughs> that's right. We put Chief in a soda. And called it Game Fuel. I bought so many cases of that. Oh, God, such good stuff. Pepsi, please bring it back. Please. Please. I will buy, like, truckloads of that stuff. Uh, and, you know, the launch night was, uh, was crazy. Thing is, though, I didn't get my game till the weekend that Halo 3 launched. Coincidentally, it was also my mom's birthday that weekend, so I kind of worked with it. Um, so I came out, uh, September 23rd, and the night before, my roommate comes running back down from, you know, going up to the... The bookstore, his copy Halo 3 in hand the night before the game is supposed to launch. We're already playing it. We're already beating the campaign. You know, it was great times. I love everyone. How are you already playing it? Because I'm awesome. You know, you brag about that. Now, the coolest thing is then we, we run into the era there with the, the, weird, the weird era, I call it, with Halo 3 ODST, even though that's the game that solidified what I do in, uh, in the cosplay world, but... It was definitely a thing. It, it was an interesting time because, you know, Halo 3 was done, Chiefs in the cryo pile, we kind of want to finish the story, but we're not sure how to finish it, you know? And then we get, hey, Halo 3 ODST, and I'm like, what is this? You know, what is this game? What, is, what, are, we, what are we getting here, you know? And uh, with that being said, we, we Halo 3 ODST and Reach was a very weird time, is basically what I'm trying to say, is because... Halo 3 ODST was a spin-off game on the Halo 3 engine, so nothing really new, nothing extravagant, nothing like, oh my god. Oh, but they got us Firefight. The biggest reason I think ODST was a big seller was for the beta access to Halo Reach. Because think about, too, before that, they came out with the, you know, the Planet Reach trailer there going in, you see the world on fire on the back end, and you got the, the elites with the energy sword. And the Elite looks mean. Like, damn. You know? So, so it's... As much as I loved ODST... I love ODST. I do. I really love it. I love Halo Reach. They're the weird, like, middle children of everything Halo right now. Because it was, it was the changing of the guard, basically, at that point in time. You know, they did ODST as Bungie themselves before 343 was built and 343 started learning during Reach. So it's a lot of weird stuff at this time. 
But the thing is, the announcements were awesome. The hype was there still. It was very cool. I mean, I, I loved everything about that. And then we finally get the exchange. When Bungie was done. When 343 were handed the keys. Were handed the, the scepter to the throne. You know, that, that time right there was weird. Because we didn't say, oh, number company do bad, number company do this, number company don't know shit then a bit. Alright, you know what, for starters, I want to point out this simple fact. Yes, 343 fucks up, and they fuck up a lot. So does Bungie, so does Infinity Ward, you know, I'm, I can go through some studios. They all fuck up, they're game companies, they do this, they're selling us their art, they seem to think it's going to be good. So... Just because maybe you're a bungee elitist or old day elitist, get the fuck over it. Alright? We now have almost a month till Halo Infinite drops. You're all probably sitting there excited over it. But remember this. Most of 343 is bungee people too. So if your head's going to be shoved up there, please pull it out. Because I would like to play some games with you. I think all the community would. But... If you're going to sit there and go, Hey, I'm going to be bad because number company... Blah, 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 blah. Shut up, please. Because now, the exchange has already happened. We have 343. And they have a big, big, big set of shoes to fill. Always. They're always going to be in the bungee shadow. So that presence, that... that Just that overcast they're always going to get is crazy. And I thought when Halo 4 came out with the announcement trailer, it was the coolest thing ever. The The... The vein, the the nurse firing, this all the synapses and stuff, heart pumping, everything, and Chief, Chief just smacking open the cryopod, flying out, and you see the first ever appearance, and the only other time that it's ever going to be in a Halo game, the sticky detonator, which is, I still think needs to come back. To this day, we, we sit here and we look at Halo 4, and everyone's like, oh, Halo really wasn't, Halo wasn't that good. Look, alright, I played a lot of Halo 4. The story, I thought, was out of the park. Bang up, on par with some of them. Not on par with, like, Halo 3. Well, sorry, definitely not on par with Halo 2. Um, even though that was cut short, I thought it was a great story. Halo 3 was, was a great story, I thought. There was a little bit, like, oh my god, Cortana, I'm looking at you. Stupidest level ever. Well, worst level ever. <laughs> um, So, I mean, really... Halo 4's announcement trailer was just phenomenal. And I think Halo 4's competitive play could actually hold up a little bit to this day to what some standards would have. I mean, when I play in an MCC, it's usually a sweaty mess. You know, it's always a sweaty mess. MCC is covered in sweats, and it drives me nuts, but I try to play with my friends and have a good time. But when you go through Halo 4's, that, that time when Halo 4 was coming out, Halo 4 was going to be awesome and epic, but it came out so fast after Halo Reach. So Halo Reach didn't have much time to live up to the expectations of Halo 3. Now you have people who loved Halo 4 and started in Halo 4, and you have people who were oldies and enjoyed Halo 4 and they still played it but went back to Reach. And you have people who were just like, well, fuck this shit, I'm going back to Reach. Which... Still to this day, I, I might have been them once or twice. I might be like, I hate Halo 4. I'm going back to Reach. Played it. Going back to 4. I still always play the current Halo. You know, that's the thing. 
we're always going to play that current. But it, it was such a weird thing because now it's 343 making their mark, making their their foothold into it. And then, what was it, three years later? Well, two, technically. Halo 5 Guardians, you know, the Sphinx. Well, we thought it was a Sphinx. Well, it was really a Guardian. And Chief and the Poncho Chief, you know, and... The Forerunner, right now, the Reclaimer saga they were talking about. Well, that crashed and burned. Uh, 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 next problem, child. Um, <laughs> then we come into this fact of, you know, we get to hunt the truth stuff. And we get all this extra stuff. Escalation and all these graphic novels slash comics, whatever you want to call it. It was so... Such an odd experience between four to five. I thought because Hunt the Truth was amazing. I if I get like if they did this for all of Halo Infinite's marketing was like a Hunt the Truth thing. I would be like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. But that's only if Halo Five was actually meant to be what it was. If that's Halo Five matched that marketing, but Halo Five wasn't that. No, wasn't. I gotta say, though, that Hunt the Truth was some of the most brilliant, amazing, and exciting marketing I've ever had to deal with. I loved every second of it. And honestly, if if someone came up to me tomorrow and said, Hey, we're going to give you a chance to play the originally intended Halo 5 Guardians, would you play it? Sure, why not? I want to see what that story's like, you know? I got the story we got, but that's not the point, though. Um, so, then we get the launch in 2015 of Halo 5 Guardians. It's not a bad launch. People are buying copies because it's, you know, Halo, it's name brand, it's this, it's that. You know, we, we stand upon those those kind of pillars of, we fall in our community, we stay in those guidelines because it's a game we like, a game we enjoy, and a community we have bloomed well in. That's what Halo 5 was to us at launch. No Forge, no BTB, Warzone, this and that. I mean, ugh. But as time has progressed with Halo 5, Halo 5 has gotten more defined. It's been better treated. I mean, Super Fiesta is awesome. The MP experience is a lot better. The Forge is fucking amazing. Like, dev tools for console... I fucking loved it. Then in 2, you got the thing, you get the addition of Warzone Firefight. That gives you also the most XP for your buck to get to that 152 rank if you're close before Infinite launches. So, you know, that, that was all that. Halo 5 is what it is. Halo 5 is no longer getting playlist updates. Halo 5 is not getting much of anything, you know. Actually, if I recall right too, they just said it's their last playlist update in the recent uh, community highlights. So... Again, Halo 5 is pretty much getting put out the pasture here soon. Just <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, so, I know a lot of people want Halo 5 on PC. I at least say just keep the Forge. Screw everything else with that. Because that campaign was hot garbage. I can't like the campaign. I have played it a lot. And I just, I can't. There's something about that campaign I do not like. You know? Uh, and that's still one of the biggest bitches is the campaign. Then, obviously, we had the announcement for Halo Infinite back in 2019. And the long silence beat... Wait, was it 2019? No, 18. 18, right? The tech preview we got there. And all the... No, that was 19. I was driving home from sci-fi. 
at E3. Um, so we got that, and you had all this. It looked great. It looked cool. And we're like, oh my gosh, man, it's gonna be a cool Halo. What's with this pilot? What's with what's with the chief in space? What's whoa? There's a Halo. It's blown apart. What is going on? I already remember the theories right off the bat. It's Zeta Halo. Right now, it's confirmed. You know, and we had just this long, drug-out silence. And then the e the 2020 preview with more silence. And it just... The road that we've had has progressively gone from hype, 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 marketing, get everyone ready, do this amazing stuff, to just dead in the track stop. We got Halo Infinite. Okay, there you go. Yes, I know, there's, there's streaming things. There's this. No one watches TV much anymore. Etc. Etc. I get it, but the fact of the matter is, games like, um, trying to think of words here. You know, I've seen Gears of War once. I've seen uh, God of War. I've seen all sorts of previews. Actually, I think I saw one on TV for when Horizon Zero Dawn's last one came out. There are still game commercials on TV. They still have marketing. Not everything is promotional. Everything around Halo Infinite has been a promotional buyout. Like, buy Monster, buy Rockstar, buy Nabisco, buy this, and da-da-da-da. The list just goes on. You beat your head against the wall with a, like it was a drum, you know? And it just... The fact that a promotional scheme is not exactly the way to get the bucks out there. Yes, you have a free-to-play multiplayer. Good fucking job. You have a $60 campaign, which looks massively amazing because, goddamn, today's preview. The process must happen. Yeah, I did a weird smirk on that one. Shut up. Don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> nah, I love y'all. I'm glad you listened. So, that's what it is. And then... Now we're at my pre like my view of Infinite. It's gonna be a good Halo. I love the tech preview. The multiplayer was ridiculous, and seeing what I saw today for campaign, it's just I, I, man. I think Infinite is gonna be one of the best, better or best Halos. The expansiveness of campaign, the intensity or the fun of multiplayer. These are the things that we look forward to in a Halo game, just like we did back then, and it's still gonna repeat now. Instead of the formula being all competitive, it's a mixture of both. Changing the competitive scene, changing your social scene, giving it a toss-up, working on your mechanics of mobility, and just having an awesome time. And I'm sorry, throwing freaking fusion coils is the bomb, yo. That is sick. I, I think the road or path, the, well, sorry, the pathway within almost a month of Halo Infinite is going to be amazing. Do I think the marketing is gonna pick up? Nope. That's so that 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 boat has has sailed. Marketing's done. So, um, I mean that's all I'm gonna say. But then we have to look at this. What evolved between each game, right? What what have what have the changes been like going forward? Well, the thing about it, with CE, it was the first shooter for the console outside of Nintendo or PlayStation on the Xbox 20 years ago. It was a launch title. The big deal, the shooter that end all shooters, you know, yada, yada, yada. But then it was the the weapons were interesting. You know, plasma rifles had a small stun. The overcharge from the plasma pistol, the needler blowing something up with too many shots into it. The pistol was a mini sniper. The sniper was ridiculous. 
the rocket, the assault rifle, the shoddy. You know, we, we didn't have a huge sandbox because obviously it's 2001. But it was still a lot of fun. You know, that gave us more. I always come back to it. You know, the pistol is the big thing that sold it. And it was. But you know what else sold it? I can say this in confidence sitting around Xboxes playing this game at a LAN party. It was the lulls. It was the laughs. It was doing something stupid. And your friends were like, oh, you know, screaming down the hall. And the uh, friend's parents are getting pissed off at you, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But in the campaign alone, it had a good story. I CE is chock full of so much nostalgia. Yes, it plays rough. The spawns suck. The weapons are imbalanced. The vehicles are crazy. Yada, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. CE is still something I will play even though I can get my butt handed to it by anybody because nothing is balanced. You know? And I think it's great. Fine. Let it be that way. So then, you know, we get the evolution in the Halo 4. The pistol, go the mega pistol goes away to these little dual-wielding pea shooters. The battle rifle steps up because that's a brand new weapon. The assault rifle's gone. You got the SMG. The rocket launcher now locks onto things. It was just... Insane. I, I, that's all I could say. It was insane. The most awe-inspiring story, even though it was split at first, and it was like, oh my god, this Arbiter, what is this? That was awesome. The amount of weapons we had, earned, the Sentinel being got added in, a new Needler combo, dual in the Needler, gonna got knocked back, the Plasma Pistol, the Rifle, the Brute Rifle, the Brute Shot. Anyway, we all know the weapons of Halo 2. Why am I gonna have to give you the list? Then we're gonna go into, you know, the sword. I'm sorry. We had the motherfucking sword for the first time. All I'm saying is, motherfucking swish swish stab. I that sword was so cool, and the lunge that it had was ridiculous. And also, when you did the grab the rocket launcher sword combo from the back in the original days for the patch, was sweet. All right, that thing was cool. The Xbox Live capability made it so much more better because now it was instead of going to get consoles and meeting up with your buddies, it was legit battling someone that's sitting in freaking Europe. And or getting your butt kicked by someone in China or whatever. Mexico, man, can't mess with the Mexicans, man. Those guys love Halo. You just can't deny this. It was so cool. Plus, the PvP was so insane with the button combinations. BXB, triple shot, quad shot, um, BXR, super jumps. I did those. Uh, <laughs> super jumps were actually designed. You know, the go anywhere specter crawling all over... Uh, containment, doing whatever you can on uh, coagulation it was so cool. The birth of YouTube was the pinnacle point of Halo 2 because it gave everyone a chance to put something out there, put the glitches out. You know, Pinball Wizard by CM Near, what, <clears throat> excuse me, was my first video I ever watched on YouTube, was the first one for Halo, and it was cool. And my buddies and I went right and did it, you know. The sad thing is about Halo 2, it was a broken mess. Because, what was it, four months it took to finish that game after years of development? Because they had so much broken code, they had to keep fixing it and fixing glitches and network issues. Halo 2's life career had so many updates, even after you get the DLC map pack disc. There was just so many things wrong with it. But yet, we all love Halo 2. Someone says, oh, I love Halo 2 Classic. You know what? I do, too. Halo 2 is my favorite game of all time. I love the game. And there's so much good things that can be said about it. But then, 
here comes Halo 3 kicking in the door. And, and it's just like, sit down. I got something better coming your way. You know, is it the end of Chief, so to speak? We all thought at first, oh, Chief's going to die. Or they're going to find a way to retire Chief. Chief's going to be, something's going to happen to Master Chief. That's what we all thought. I did. I know my best buddies did, you know. So we had that. And then, but everything from Halo 2 for the basic combat of the battle rifle, the SMG, the pistols, granted those pistols are still garbage, but they got better. They did actually get better over time, but it was really a refined Halo 2 with a really big freaking laser. So, I mean, that was, that was fun. The maps came out were awesome. The vanilla maps were great. The remakes they came out with were great. Even the ones they had that were brand new on a DLC were great. And I'm sorry, Forge? We got to make our own maps in Halo. And some of the coolest shit came out and built the Forge community and some of the best fat kid duck hunt race. I mean, you got game types now that are some of the biggest deals. And here you go. You know, here you go playing those. Now they're they're like a pinnacle to the Halo custom game evolution. And Halo 3 is what gave us custom maps, game types, the screwiest, loathliest shit in the world. And, you know, I will not lie, though. I mean, when people were proposing in Halo to each other, that was like at the time I was like, oh, man, I want this. You know, and now it's just kind of like, oh, uh, that's so sweet, though. You know, it's so nice. Uh, now, I still say to this day, Halo 3 holds up the best graphically to most of all Halo shooters. I don't give a rat's ass if you think Halo 3 is outdated. It doesn't gotta look freaking realistic. It's a sci-fi shooter. Shut up! Halo 3 still holds up. 60 frames a second uh, per second. Oh, my gosh. It just plays so smooth. It's great. The graphic fidelity is amazing still to this day. I mean, yes, do I want the Bruce to look a little better? Sure. But don't go messing with Halo 3's graphics. Mm -mm. It doesn't need a remaster for another 10 years in my book. Halo 3 is one of the pinnacle points in that. I mean, now, from there, I mean, what are we looking next on the road? Here comes ODST kicking in. The new kid in town, but on an old en uh, same engine. Halo 3 ODST, man. The side story. It's a side story. People are like, it's Halo 2.5. Not really. Not really. It's the events of a squad after they left. Before Truth came back in the in the ship. It, it's basically taking place within like a day or two of when Chief left and had to go kill the Prophet of Regret. So, we got a non-Chief story. We have a squad of ODSTs, Alpha 9, Buck, Romeo, Dutch, Mickey, Veronica Dare, the Rookie, your character. That was the most interesting thing ever is you, you still had the silent protagonist, you know, but you didn't have the one-line protagonist like it was in Halo 2 and had that semi-emotional protagonist like it was in Halo 3. It was kind of nice, you know, to... To see, I guess what I'm trying to say, it's nice to see someone that just was there. You were the character. You were enveloping. You were saying what you wanted to say back to the TV. And no one had a thing to say otherwise. The mystery of where your squad was, because you woke up six hours after getting, you know, clunk in the head. 
uh, you know, the city was alive because of Virgil, the AI, the, the city's artificial intelligence. That was cool as shit. You know, walking down, freaking uh, roadblocks come up because you're not go- you're not supposed to go that way. You want to go this way because there's a um, a audio log there. Sorry, I had to remember the word. So I mean, that alone was really cool. The music was just the music is hypnotizing in a way because of the jazz, the you know the, the whatever I can't remember the beat anymore. But like when it's raining out, you know the 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 illusion of you have in a living environment too, which is so amazing. The music was good, and I mean, when you're rolling in the tank and you're dun 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 dun, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna cause some hell. <laughs> you know, every bit of that was great. Of course, you know, done by Frank. So, um, I mean, Firefight was alright. No multiplayer, but Firefight, Fire Firefight. Firefight was great, I thought. Granted, yeah, no MP. That was the biggest drawback. I wanted some ODST on ODST deathmatch going on, you know. But it was what it was, uh, sadly. But it is. This Firefight just... When you had to do the Vidmasters, that was really really the only reason to push so hard in Firefight was to get those Vidmaster challenges in a lot. So you can get recon armor. Yes, I did it, so I got recon. I has recon. Recon, recon, recon. But, then we had, you know, then after that, we had the beta for Halo Reach. The beta was exciting, you know, the new armor customization was off the hook. You know, the maps were pretty cool. I think we only had like two, three maps. I I know Powerhouse and Sword Base were in the beta, I think. Boneyard was too, but that was, there was no invasion yet. It was only Slayer, and it was fun. The loadouts were the janky thing. A lot of people hated the loadouts. I, I was actually one of them at first. I'm like, I hate loadouts. I just want to go find my weapons on map like every other Halo. Enter the Grizzled Ancient at this point in time. Because, uh, what was I? I was like 20... I think I was like 22? Or something like that? How uh, before my first daughter was born. Anyways. Um... I remember picking that up. I took vacation days off. I bought a whole bunch of Red Bull. I played through the campaign on Heroic first shot. It was a great time. But the loadouts are the weirdest thing. I'm like, what the, why, why the loadouts, man? Why why these these loadouts? I'm feeling all Call of Duty here. The sprint function being module. I mean, I was excited to have a sprint finally because, yeah, yeah, you know, I kind of like the kind of like the sprint, you know, sprint across the battlefield, uh, rushing on in there like an idiot with a shotgun going, Leroy Jenkins. So, I did that. I actually seriously ran in with a bomb or a flag yelling Leroy Jenkins. Died almost every time, but it was worth it. Because, um, you know, Xbox 360 days, proximity chat was still a thing. And the shit talking was real. The campaign, though. I love Reach's campaign, but yeah, I hate it at the same time. You knew the ending already. You knew everyone was going to die. Because we already knew about the planet Reach in the Halo universe. But it, there, there were so many characters like George, Emil, June, Carter, Pincushion, I mean Cat. I'm sorry, you take a needle to the top of the head and it goes through your front. Does that make sense? Um, <laughs> But, you know, it was the weirdest thing though. The, the campaign, you knew it, it was still pulse pounding, it was still fun. You know, just, you cared a little bit about each Spartan. 
And then one by one as they died. And I love people when they're like, what happened to you? What happened to you? And you went to Castle Base. I'm like, he's alive. They're like, no, he's not. I go, did you ever read the books? No. Pretty freaking obvious you never did. That's all I'm saying. But uh, also people aren't, alert, you know, complete lore nerds like me. Because I like knowing everything about it. Customization. That was like the pinnacle of Halo Reach in my book, man. I had an ODST with a an attachment and a black visor. And I got shotgun shells on my chest. And I got this heavy piece of metal on my forearm to beat the shit out of you with. Oh, man. I loved it. I loved the customization of Halo Reach. It was the most exciting customization ever. I mean, it, Halo 3's customization was nice. I forgot to mention that. Halo 3 had customization, by the way. Um, but it was nice. But the customs, though... We're so much cooler. We came up with because we had an improved forge with race infection. You, man, we had so many different varieties of game modes alone. I remember spending hours working on a race map or friends working on a, a cosmetic map for pictures and all these things. It was those two things together: Speed Halo, Fat Kid. Um, well, I mean. Rip and Terror are more of a newer one, but still, it was cool. It was just those two things because they were just so awesome. And the game types that came in, you know, Invasion. I actually played a lot of Invasion because I always thought it was fun defending and retreating and doing all this in waves. But a lot of people didn't like it. And I don't like that Invasion is a ranked only playlist in MCC. It needs going to social, it really does. Uh, they re they redefined infection, so you had different variants of the game mode. You know, you can make the zombie really slow, but freaking ridiculously strong in health, and you know, it's oh, just so many good modes in infection. I actually hated Halo Three infection, but Halo Reach infection turned that all around. Love the game type, Headhunter, not one of my favorites. I am pretty awful at it, even now. Um, and that's without including the internet. Yeah, I did never cared for it. Um, but re redefining everything, refining all those things in matchmaking in your customs was just so effing cool. Um, and it's weird because really right now, if you really look at Halo Reach, it is the middle child. You got the generation of one to one to ODST of Bungie's, and then you have four and on right now with. Three, three for three, and you got Bungie. Or, yeah. You don't have Bungie. You have Halo Reach. And so that was a thing. And then Halo CE Anniversary. Ten years Halo CE. You threw the Reach in engine over it, and it's really not that good looking. Oh, yeah, it was cool seeing more designs, more intricate things, but it was bright. It was dull. Everything was visible, and just it, it ruined a lot of the atmosphere. Like I remember playing the le legendary on the library, and I wasn't one bit worried because I could see the flood from a mile away. Where in the regular graphics, I got my ass kicked. So I can't say much about Halo CE anniversary because it's CE just with a skin. And oh, you got maps for Halo Reach. You could play. You could select multiplayer and go into anniversary matchmaking and play anniversary slayer or anniversary this or anniversary that good fucking job i don't care you know that that's just how i look at it i don't really care about 
remasters and remakes. Granted, Crisis Remastered, I just I've been having a field day with with the memes because back in the day, how'd you test a PC? Does can it run Crisis at max settings and still not flinch? No, no, you motherfucker, it cannot because our technology is not there yet. We can make it, but we can't run it. Um, I remember saying that actually in the middle of a Best Buy once. You got a PC that can run Crisis? No, no, I'm a college kid that's poor. No. Granted, I don't have friends here going like, how's it going? It's going to be money. Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> Halo 4. Yes, I'm getting off that topic really quick before I get scatterbrained on PC talk because my mind is on PC mode going pew pew. Um, Halo 4 was really the new, the new kid. You know, it was the new kid on the block kind of deal. Oh, I'm not sure about it. Let's test the waters. Dip your toe in. Ooh, it feels like old Halo. Oh, there's some new stuff. Ooh, ooh. You just kind of flip a coin and make your best best for it. Best bet for it. Um, You know, we got the new big bad, the Didact. Oh, how about that? The Didact. Julam Dama. Oh, how about that? Yeah, that was, that was, yeah. And that enter the Prometheans. God, how I hate Prometheans. Ugh. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> did I scare you? Good. <sighs> See, I'm trying to come up with a warm-up pitch right now for it, and I'm just kind of going, beep. It was weird because you had a lot going on for it. Um, You had the Spartan Ops mode, which is really neat, kind of cool. Having a side story within the main story after the events in the main story, it was kind of nice. Um, even though you know you lost a dear ally and friend, I mean, I I admit I was upset when Cortana went, when she just vanished. I was like, no, Cortana, no, son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, I guarantee most guys were like, oh, not, not, not the feet. Wait, what? Damn, plasma posting. Um. So that was a thing, but thing is, it was new. So you had reoccurring things like loadouts were back. Sprint was actually a permanent mechanism at this point. Vehicles were pretty glassy. Um, in fact, you can take a warthog out pretty quick. The battle rifle is really bad. Um, animation errors. The the saw was OP as fuck, and the railgun was kind of crappy. But then the Railgun got like an overhaul, felt like, in Halo 4, because they can actually do stuff with it. Multiplayers, you got 50 tiers to unlock, and then you specialize, and you do 10 tiers of those, and then you choose a new one. And blah, blah, blah. What a headache. What a freaking headache. Um, Infinity Slayer was a new thing, so you're going to request certain things off randomized drops, even though half time the drop was a binary rifle, a saw, and a damage boost. Or a saw, a needle roller, and a damage boost. I don't want that. I just want to kill and pick up power weapons and go to town. Still no. Um, they changed the formula there a little bit, and it kind of got a little salt, salty and sour, you know. And then now, now we're gonna spin around in it, and you're in Spartan Ops, right? Well, what do you got in Spartan Ops? Besides the fact you don't have that dipshit Del Rio anymore. And then not to mention, on top of that, we have the dumbest AI in existence, Meet Roland, the aviator that looks like he came out of, and I'm going to take this from Brian and Josh, don't hate me for it, Crimson Skies. He just is a dumb, dumb fucking AI, and I hate the shit out of him for it. He's just, it's ridiculous with him. So, 
those two characters alone actually kind of kill a lot of the a the campaign with Del Rio. You know, you also under the AI. Who shut the fuck up? <laughs> you know, you don't talk to Master Chief like that. Someone will break your nose. Roland's just like one phrase. He's like, eh, 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 eh. oh, but Roland got out of it. Roland is a waste of a character. I thought he was a waste of time, waste of voice actors. Just that character was just so badly made. Same thing. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Now I know Palmer's background from reading Escalation and all that, but the whole egghead thing was the biggest killer. Oh, the eggheads this, the eggheads that, the eggheads this, the eggheads that. It was so fucking stupid. The 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 lines alone in Halo Four were definitely a big like. <clears throat> ruiner for a lot for me and that's just that's the thing is that's what i hated the most is like you didn't have that enticing story these characters i know they were new characters before anyone was well mike they're new characters they're not really new they're just well they are new but they're just mm. and someone has a story apparently with chief and she doesn't even freaking remember well that's kind of dumb i'm just saying that that's eh to me but Halo 4, overall, I give it, I've always given Halo 4 at least an 8 to 9, depending on the day. Even back then, I thought it was a really good game. I enjoyed it thoroughly, and all that, it was marvelous. You know, minus the awesome thing of the animations, the broken saw, and certain other little technical things you can work past. Granted, when you got a saw and got a damage boost, it was just, okay, I'm going to go wipe a base, bye. You know, so. <sighs> now we're on to the Forsaken Child. Everyone's most hated, most bitched at, or favorite Halo game, Halo 5 Guardians. And I use the full name because it is called Halo 5 Guardians. We just say Halo 5 because... It's easier, and I see people calling Infinite Halo 6, and it's not Halo 6. It's... God! People fucking drive me nuts with these... I have an OCD thing, you gotta understand. And when they actually literally take out a numerical because they realize, well, we kind of screwed up. So no more numericals. It's this, or it's this. Fine, but when you... It's never been once called Halo 6 since development started. Started, well, it might have been, but at least since Public Eye, it's been Halo Infinite. You call it Halo Infinite, or you can say it's high. You know, H-I. But just, oh, God. On Halo 5 Guardians, I will say there were so many beneficial things that happened in this game from it. And, for instance, okay, the marketing. The marketing was on a level like none other to begin with. So when someone goes... Well, I don't like Halo 5. You know what? That's fine. You you don't need to like Halo 5. I don't really like Halo 5. But I do admit, Halo 5 had some good things that came out of it. You, know, you can't just literally drop the ball and say, Halo 5 was complete utter dog shit because there was so much Osiris and not enough Chief. Or they had Palmer in there looking weird. It's like... I don't like Halo 5 Guardians because of the definitive, the the the, the story tie between Cortana being evil, Chief and Blue Team going AWOL, 
Osiris is this big hero group, even though they're a brand new squad and they function like blue team. There's so many little nitpick things I have that I hate about the story of Halo 4, Halo 5, Gu Halo 4 Guardians. Jeez. Halo 5 Guardians. And, I mean, the Warden Eternal fights are way up there. That's, that's half the reason I hate the campaign is because you have those Warden Eternal fights. Now, okay, you know what? Halo 5 gave us what? No, it gave us Breakout, gave us Warzone, Warzone Firefight, Super Fiesta, because you have legendary weapons that do sick, awesome things. Add Victorious. What's that do? Oh, you launch three rockets, that home. But they go wherever you point it at. So, yeah, let's do it. Granted, three rockets shooting out of one tube, literally impossible, but... Spanker Prime, uh, Whiplash... The answer. Everyone's favorite fucking LMG, the answer. I don't know how many times I get killed by that. Prophet's Bane. You are literally a god on the battlefield at that point. You have active camouflage. You move fast, even crouched. And you can stab the shit out of people. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, Osworn was even fun. I, I, and Nornfang. Everyone loves Nornfang because it's a one-shot sniper. You don't need to have precision to get it. Because it's got a damage boost, and you can just mop the floor with everyone. <laughs> so, look, I know people are like, well, legendary weapons, they're just so non-Halo. Who cares? It was fun. You bitch about not having fun, and you get it, and then you bitch about having fun. Make your mind up for me, will you? Please? I get so tired of these people who are so two-faced with this stuff. It's like, look. I will admit, when I first played Halo 5 Guardians in 2015, I hated everything about it. Campaign sucked, multiplayer was too competitive, there was no BTB, there was no Forge, there was nothing. Fast forward to today. You have an enjoyable social, yes the BTB is still all player design maps and it kind of sucks, but you still got a BTB, you know? You have a Forge that is phenomenal. You can make a Destiny Raid section in freaking Halo. I'm sorry. If that's not the coolest thing since, well, Xbox Live and Halo 2, then I, I don't even know why you bothered thinking Forge needs to be in Halo Infinite at launch because you obviously haven't experienced what happens when Forge is so defined as a dev tool. And that is the honest truth that I give to you about that. You know, and I, I love, don't get me wrong, I love Forge. I've always enjoyed it. It's a nice way to pass the time when I don't feel like being on Halo and going in and playing against other people. Well, I know someone's going, but like, your internet sucks. I know. I live with it every day. Thank you for the reminder. Please see yourself to the nearest trap door. Have a horrible day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, just in general, like Super Fiesta. Oh my God, I love Super Fiesta so much. If I can get my hands on good internet space, mm, I play the shit out of that because it's so much fun. Just spawning, it doesn't matter because you get so many random weapons. Yeah, someone spawns with a um, incineration cannon, but someone has the twin the twin jewels of. I can't remember circling them. Meldica or something like that. It shoots freaking two beams at once. You're going to get an insta-kill. 
It's freaking hilarious. Legendary weapons mixed with basic weapons. It's just... That's what I liked about Halo 5. Is it got freaky weird when you put legendary weapons into the mix. Now, the wreck packs, big letdown, dumbest idea ever. But, you know what? Made all of our DLCs free, made everything else free, the seasons are free. All that was nice. Spartan abilities. Uh, I am a 50-50 on Spartan abilities. Spartan ab abilities come down to, yes, it works, no, it doesn't. Not, well, it had its benefits. Okay, you're a shoulder charger, shut up. Shoulder charge was annoying because that's all everyone did. Shoulder charge, headshot. Shoulder charge, headshot. You had a new noob combo. You know, and ground pound, you got it to work as an effective player trait. You got it to work maybe, like, I don't know. I would probably say for me, it worked at least 30% of the time. For others, it worked more. It's just, it's hard to say what worked for what, what was good for this. But, like, thrusters all the time. I loved having thrusters. I dodge, I weave, I boost back. It was great. You know, I, I really did enjoy having a thruster function all the time. Sprint, you know, I really wish they let the, the thing was sprint took down your shields a little bit. Made you have a little risk-reward feature. You know? Now, clamber... I cannot live without Clamber anymore. I have such a hard freaking time playing MCC games. I'm like, I got this jump. No Clamber. Fall death. Damn it! <laughs> Halo Infinite. Uh, well, we're going to get there. We're going to get to that. Uh, I'll get to that in a sec. So, you know, we had all these things going for us on this. And, and that was the coolest part. You know, the verticality and the functions in which players have mobility over map, space, and able to contain a situation were a phenomenal idea that they started in Halo 5. And they've defined it better going into Infinite. Now, the split campaign, I honestly agree with Bonnie Ross when she said Halo 5 Guardians campaign should have been a spin-off like Halo Fireteam Osiris. Because that's what it was literally focused on, was Osiris. You played Osiris for probably good 70... Well, let's say how about 75 to 80% of the game. You were Fireteam Osiris. People are more bonded to Chief. Yes, you had Buck. Oh, congratulations. Yet you had Buck, and you turn around and give us some idiot like Tanaka. Oh, you, you do what you do, and you get it done. Wow, that's a riveting fucking speech. You would have been better off throwing your helmet on and jumping out the door than giving us that shit. Even Bucks. Well, you know... We go all buy drinks. Whatever. I don't even remember the line because it was so. The thing is, the lines they have Osiris give were the dumbest lines in existence. But yet, Blue Team's lines, as minimal as they were, were so much better, so much more enticing, and more sentimental in some aspects because, oh, hey, you know, you know, they're like a family because they train together. And, and that's where I threw a big bitch fit with that is outside of Warden. Outside of Osiris had all of it. A lot of the character plot, development, things like that were just utter dog shit. They were, they were a dumpster fire. The rough gameplay of Halo 5 Guardians was fun. But the story was awful. And I mean the fact... Okay, the coolest thing I did, I have to admit, I will say this, is Palmer doing what she did on Sinaion. And then at the end of it, you see her armor peeling and busted, and she's limping because she's actually injured 
Granted, Halsey has, like, no injuries on her at all, which, okay. But it was definitely a, a I, I, I have to admit, one thing I did hate, I was expecting to play at least a couple more levels, and then they just cut Halo 5 off like Halo 2. Fucking hated that. I know, I'm sorry I'm swearing so much, but this one is a little bit more of a Halo gone passionate. More. So, that's that's all I'm thinking, is there's so many little things you can say about 5, but overall, Halo 5 Guardians was not anything above a 5 in my book. Actually, it might have been, it might have came out to a 5. Objectively, Halo 5 Guardians, you know what, yes, I think the critics were probably right. Whatever they gave it, was it 7, 8, I can't remember. But, subjectively, bleh, piece of crap. It's like a 5 max. It it wasn't a Halo I would recommend to anybody. Granted, nowadays, you know what? Go play the multiplayer. Have some fun, man. It, it, it's actually crazy fun now. So, and mind you, all, all my most of my stuff is based off 2015 views. I have gone back and replayed the campaign. Still not a fan of it. So what I said about the campaign was pretty much honest. I hate it. It's a piece of crap. Don't ever let me play it again. I will gladly go and play the composer or midnight on halo 4 legendary six to eight times before i ever go back to freaking halo 5 guardians uh campaign so and we we come down to that road and then we get left with this void for going on well originally three years we didn't got a duration you know going to 2020 yes pandemics this that look okay we are now past that point. We have we're going to be coming up on a month till Halo Infinite. Complaining about what's there, what's not, you know, that's our right. We're consumers, we're allowed to complain. But saying to 343 threatening 343, what is that going to do for you? They're not going to put it in the game at launch. They've already determined it can't be done at launch. So, you throwing your fit like a 7-year-old child is not going to help you. Okay, what you got to do is you either buy it, you don't buy it, you wait it out, you do your thing. That's how it should work for you. Because I'll tell you right now, that multiplayer experience I had in Infinite Flights, I would have taken it as it was. Granted, there was a little tweaking, but still, it was so much fun. I had so much fun. And I know it's new. I know everyone's like, oh, well, it was a new experience. Of course, you're going to like it. I am actually at the point of my age where I could probably get something and not like it right off the bat. All right, 33 years old is not going to determine, well, just because it's Halo, I'm going to like playing it. No, I'm actually going to be a cynical freaking asshole about it because that's how I am. Or how I've gotten to. One of the which, you know, it's just how it works out. So, when I said to someone I thoroughly enjoyed the multiplayer experience Halo Infinite had to offer, before I can get the last sentence out, they jumped down my throat. Well, Halo Infinite still has this one, this one, this one, this one. I'm like, oh, are you going to buy it? Oh, of course I'm going to play it. It's awesome. Do you hear yourself talk? You're saying it's awful, but you love it. Welcome to the Halo community. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, anyways, I had to get that little ramble out there. It was it was kind of a off the beaten course. But, yes, I mean... Everything I've seen and the campaign reveal today was awesome. It was the icing on the cake. 
I literally was jumping up and down with half the stuff going on, and it was just like, yeah, let's do it! <laughs> so, I am looking forward to everything we're going to get at launch on December 8th. Now, you can say to me, but without Halo, Halo's uh, co-op, yeah, you know what? I'm not happy about no co-op at launch. I was really looking forward to maybe, you know, that weekend, sitting down, playing Halo Infinite on normal with my daughter, because she's not that skilled yet, and doing my thing, you know? But I gotta wait. Big deal. There's no Forge. Honestly, with the way that the multiplayer is, I don't see me getting bored anytime soon of vanilla content. I see me enjoying the living freaking daylights out of whatever they give me. If they happen to make custom game types and vanilla maps, fine, so be it. We have did that in Halo 2 and Halo 3 without yearly going into abuse on Forge. What is the big deal? We're circumventing back around and saying, because I don't have what I've had, it's not going to be a good game. Well, you know what? If they put a freaking BR in the game, you're going to deal with it too, aren't you there? Because that's how it is. We are consumers. We consume what the company makes for us. We are not the game developers. You want to develop a Halo game, go apply to 343. If you know so much better. Alright? I don't want to do it because, well, game development is not my thing. I tried that road. I got bored really quick. I like playing games, not making them. So, back off. We have a month to go. Why don't you sit down? Why don't you get hyped for it? Watch the reveal. Watch the competitive. I mean, I've never been an HCS guy since Halo 2. Man, a little bit Halo 3. Man, I'm going to be watching Halo Infinite competitive again probably. Because it actually looks good. I don't like competitive. And I'm willing to get down and sweaty with everyone else going in competitive. That's saying something for a social player to want to do the competitive. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, sir. Can I have another? You know, it, it's just how this game is going to work out for us. And I know we're all naysayers. We all want to tweak it. We all want it to be perfect because of the bombshell that we had with Halo 5 Guardians. But where have you seen that it's going to fail? Where? Oh, because we don't have co-op and we don't have forge. It's going to fail. No. Look how big that map was that we saw today in the reveal. Massive. You got enough action and gameplay to test yourself on Legendary. Or go Lazo. I might actually have to figure out how to do a Lazo campaign because that is amazing. It, that's the thing. And, and the multiplayer. You have bots to take on when you can't do anything. You know what? Just go for hurt. Put them on Spartan mode and go all out. Maybe you're going to get better. All I know is I was going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the ODST bots like it was nothing. Spartan bots, oh boy, they brought some hurt. They brought some hurt a couple times. Once I got used to how they got, then I got a little bit faster and better with it. But the thing is, we have options. You have the weapons drills if you want to get better at the sniper. If you want to get better with this, you have options. 343 has been saying this. With Infinite, there are options. Launch is just the beginning. As much as I hate that phrase. As much as I hate hearing. Launch is just the beginning. Oh my god, I hate it. Because it feels like it's a cop-out. That's why I say I hate this. But in reality, I don't. You know, it's, I get it at the same time. 
It's the nostalgic Halo fan inside of me is raging, and I just can't stop thinking about all the fun I'm gonna have. You know what? Six months is gonna fly by, and we're gonna have we're gonna have Forge back. Three months is gonna fly by. We're gonna have co-op. It may suck. I am right there with you people saying, this is not right that we don't get these, because we've always had it. But I think the fact of the matter is, I've grown enough in adulthood, and I see enough now. I work my my butt off at my job knowing I can't get everything done in a day, in a week, in a month, whatever the case. It's just what it is, and I get what they're going at. And they had to deal with the pandemic on top of that, trying to work from home without the full capacity of resources that they had. You know what? Yeah, I still thought 2020 looked good, and I will say that, and I will hold to that. I thought 2020 looked good, but seeing today, the campaign reveal and the graphic fidelity of it, oh, good God, had they stepped up. If you ever say Halo Infinite would have been a complete train wreck, they would never have made it if they did. If they just had a delay. They shouldn't have delayed. You know what? Look at the graphics. Look at what we have. That is amazing. That is amazing work in a year. Yes, we're not getting everything. Yes, progression system this. Wah, 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 wah. But you know what? At the end of the day, are you going to pick up that controller? Are you going to message your buddies on Discord? Because you can do that on Microsoft in a party chat. Go talk to your friend who who played Halo with you back in high school or back in college or in, in, in elementary, excuse me. And you go on and find out they're on PC. They have that game. And you can go back and replay like you used to. Is that not the experience that makes us a Halo community? Is that not the experience we all have had within the 20 years of it being in existence? You gotta figure. I am 33. So I was 13 years old when this game came out. Right? So this game was targeted at me. At launch. At a teenager. And I've carried that with me for 20 years. The passion we all get when we just throw ourselves on social media like children and scream and yell at 343. Is that the complaints that we want? Or do you want to take that in a level head and say, look, why could you not provide us co-op campaign at launch? Was it because of networking issues? Was it because of graphic issues? Was it because of some sort of tethering system for the teleportation they do? What was it? What was it that made you have to wait three more months? What made you have to wait six months for Forge? Why did you do this progression system? Those are ways you get answers. And you know what? When you see calm things get put out there, Unishek comments, Sketch comments... All of them comment when you are a collective person. But when you are angry and you're throwing it, you're just doing more on yourself than you are for the game. Support the game by buying it. Support the game by supporting the studio that makes it. I'm not saying support three Microsoft. No. Support 343. Okay? They're Halo fans just like us. They're Bungie former Bungie employees now there. And I'm not talking about Big Man Joe. You know, Sketch was a Bungie employee. You saw this in the announcement about what they had to hold back after the first flight. This is all stuff we know. This is all stuff we respect, don't we? 
people like Piffin from Halo Lives On, people like The Legendary 117, people like Shirt Productions, like Prime, they bring the community in to play MCC or Halo 5. They do those things because that's what Halo is. We all have a camaraderie to play. And also to look the living daylights out of each other because nothing says I owned you like a teabag in the face. But, <laughs> and, I, and we don't condone that in the 405th. Okay, we don't condone that. Privately though, you can do it. Don't worry about it. I got your back, boo. Uh, <laughs> so, but that's the thing is, Infinite is also for the new generation. They're for, like, my kids. Your nieces, your nephews, your grandkids, whatever. It's, just, it's meant for a new generation to carry on Halo. Because our Halo is gone. Our Halo has changed. It is what it is. So, when you get on and you want to make a, a rant, try and do it logically. You know? I was bothered at the news... I'm going to share one quick story with you. I was bothered at the news of the progression system, you know, and the co-op campaign. You know, I've been bothered by all those things. But yet, here we are. I sat down, I thought it out. I, when I was talking to Sacred Icon about it, the folks in there, because they're actually a really good place to go sit and chat with. That's discord.com backslash Sacred Icon. Join the Discord. <laughs> promo um you you get so much more out of it for talking about it sensibly and i, I was bothered by it and i had a couple people at the same level of me they were bothered by what changes were made but yet some of the younger younger generation so like the kids in their 19s or 20s or even the mid-20 folks that are just a little bit below me it, it's been this ever-changing thing it, it just it works out Somehow, Infinite is going to work out. You're all going to sit there and feel like fools if you threw your ass out of reaction instead of thinking. So, look, we got to look forward to it. December 8th is getting closer. We're going to have what we want. We're going to play what we want. And we're going to have a great time, aren't we? Because, honestly, I think after six years, anything is going to be better than Halo 5 Guardians. I'm just saying. So buck up it's been a wonderful 20 years so far and i'm looking forward to spending however many more with everyone in this community and maybe who knows i'm still doing a podcast by then maybe there's still enough to talk about by then that'd be great you know and i'm hoping fingers crossed things change and i can join people more online i can start streaming myself you know so do yourself a favor if you're looking to play games with groups, you know, check out things like the 405th, check out Halo Lives On, meet, you know, the Legendary 117 on Twitch, Prime, so many other names in Halo out there. And you don't have to go after people like I Spiteful or Ninja or Uber Nick. I mean, you know, what? if you want to do that, go ahead. I don't know how they are about everything with their their streaming following and all that i mean ninja i know it's hard because he has a lot of followers so he is usually a, a sub only but i don't know about spiteful and spiteful's even said he's getting bored with halo right now because people are just being sweaty punks so i mean if you want to just have fun and be lulzy i guess you could say do it 
man. Don't feel like you have to do these things because other people are. Do it because you want to. And that's how I live by it. You can you can join Sacred Icon and all these other communities and do things together. So, but that's really it for the episode. Um, we're going to probably get down to the last nitty gritty here and get ready to wrap up. So we're going to get down to the business. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram at mh underscore cosplay. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's cosplaymh. Hit me up on either location. I will be glad to talk to you if you want to send me anything as a voice clip or an email to read on the podcast. Send it to mikehcosplay at gmail.com. I will gladly read it off and I will give you my insight. Don't forget, too, I have a Discord, which is discord.com backslash mhcosplay. Um, or it will also be in the description here um, in the Spotify and other links to for this episode. And as always, if you need anything else, be sure to check me out on Linktree. All my other social media platforms are there. I will answer anything. If it's just saying hi, I'll say hi. And I'm not going to be mean about it. <laughs> I'm not some rich somebody. So uh, once again... Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Cryptum. Went a little bit longer than I thought. I think I went on a tangent in Halo 5 again. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, as always, everyone, thank you for listening. And I'll see you on the next drop.